If I say Arab cuisine, what imagery does it conjure up? Hummus, burger wheat, meat, chicken, and spices like summa, cumin, and cinnamon. Lavish dinner parties with plenty of popular dishes like the Egyptian koshari, the Palestinian msakham, the Jordanian mansaf, and the Iraqi tashrib. The bigger the dish, the more generous the host. That is a deeply rooted belief in Arab culture. Despite the Gulf countries being insulated from the rising costs of living, many places in the Middle East and around the world are struggling on a regular basis to buy raw food ingredients as prices skyrocket. This is Beyond the Headlines. I'm your host, Ahmed Maher. In today's episode, we speak to people from across the Middle East to see how rising prices are pushing them into poverty. Before we start, if you want to get all the latest from Beyond the Headlines, hit subscribe in your podcast app. Sweeping sanctions on Russia and the blockade of Ukrainian seaports have affected food supplies around the world and caused a major energy and food crisis. Many countries in the Middle East rely heavily on high-quality wheat imports from Russia and Ukraine. Prices were already high before the war due to the coronavirus pandemic, which caused huge supply disruption. But the consequences of the continuing war have made matters worse for the poor and the middle income. There are people skipping meals or eating less in order to be able to feed their own families. More and more people are struggling to cope with the cost of living crisis as their household incomes have fallen against the triple whammy of food, energy, and currency devaluation. In April, the World Food Programme warned that the world would face severe food shortages in the months to come if Ukrainian seaports remained blocked by Russia. More than 20 million tons of grain was sitting idle there. There is an alternative to freshly prepared traditional Arab meals, but as many are finding out, the option of cheaply available fast food is a double-edged sword. Asan Atallah is a 27-year-old Iraqi woman who works as a digital supervisor in the northern city of Erbil. Atallah said she has embarked on an unhealthy habit of eating burgers from local fast food outlets as they are cheaper than preparing food at home. I know that grocery shopping is really important and it's one of the elements that no house can get rid of because it's necessity of life and me as a a girl who cannot find the right quality with the right price i tend to go search for alternatives which is unhealthy choices which is fast food because it's cheaper faster and like it's available everywhere so you go with it but within that like I'm damaging a huge part, which is I know later on if I keep going on with having this choice for like nutrition and vegetation, it will cost me too much. It will cost me my health. 
So in order like to compare to the prices that I'm seeing right now in the market, yes, it's going higher, especially like the cooking oil price. It's going really, really high recently in Iraq. While I can buy a full sandwich that's fully, fully prepared from A to Z with ingredients that I really like for half of the price. The price of a liter of cooking oil rose to more than 4,000 Iraqi dinars, which is around 3 US dollars, from 2,500 dinars before the crisis, while the price of a 50 kilogram bag of flour reached 50,000 dinars, which is around 35 US dollars. It was less than half that price in February, before Russia invaded Ukraine. Iraq is a major grain importer, and its authorities said they would take measures to secure stocks of wheat and support a local food subsidies program. Continuing drought is also threatening fields of rice, which is the staple accompanying lunch and dinner every day for millions of Iraqis. Iraq is classified actually as one of the five countries most vulnerable to climate change effects and desertification. This will make a lot of unbalancing happening if the price is going to keep going on like that. What we need to have for the base, like whenever the prices are going up, the payment of the employment is going up as well. So it meets the expectations. It won't be like the prices of the market is really high while the the payment for the employees are really low. This won't be affordable and of course it will lead into a crisis later on. Karim Hussein, a 35-year-old Egyptian who works as a chief accountant at a private company in Cairo, said the announced double-digit rate of 12% inflation made no sense to him, as it varies from one person to another, depending on their monthly food and living expenses. Karim no longer afford to fry potatoes at home. I used to buy potatoes and fry it at home, but after uh, prices increased, I can't afford it now to buy potatoes and fry it at home because I need around 40 Egyptian pounds to fry half kilo or one kilo at most uh, of potatoes. A bottle of uh, sunflower oil costs me around uh, 30, 35 Egyptian pounds, plus uh, one kilo of potatoes, it costs me around uh, six pounds. So the whole kilo to be fried without any kind of uh, salad or uh, vegetables, it costs me around 40 Egyptian pounds. I can't afford it. Uh, but um, now I, I am trying another alternative. It's unhealthy options, but uh, it's uh, cheap for me, like uh, buying a packet of uh, crispy, which is uh, cost me around eight pounds, Egyptian pounds. So you can see the difference between healthy option and unhealthy option. Let me give you more example for the, the Egyptian popular fool. Uh, now the sandwich fool, it costs uh, seven pounds. The normal person needs at least two sandwich for breakfast, uh, which means it costs 14 pounds each morning without any kind of extras like salad or pickles. 
humans is a gold, the same sandwich sold by 3.5 Egyptian pound. It's uh, the half. So you can see the difference between post prices and the post cost for each sandwich. It's a double. Uh, let me give you the last example. For my friends who obsessed with bodybuilding, they used to eat uh, every day the food contain protein. One of the popular food uh, considered as a source of protein is eggs. The box of eggs now contains 30 peas and it costs 60 pounds. Uh, this is expensive. So they're trying to find alternative, another alternative for protein, like uh, anabolic, even if it's expensive, but they uh, thought it will sustain. The price of bread in Egypt is rising fast. The most populous Arab country with a population of more than 100 million is the world's largest wheat importer, buying more than 60% from abroad. Russia and Ukraine accounted for some 80% of those imports last year, the World Bank says. Recent price increases could nearly double annual state spending on wheat imports to 5.7 billion US dollars from about 3 billion US dollars, according to a study by the International Food Policy Research Institute. Egypt further devalued its currency one month after the Russian invasion of Ukraine which is also another form of inflation, as says Amru Zakaria, the chief executive of Madrick Ventures, a global financial market advisory firm with headquarters in Dubai and New York. He explains that the middle income and the poor are the most vulnerable when inflation hits. Their expenditure on housing, transportation, education, or food will always constitute a higher percentage of their overall income, which most likely comes from a fixed source like a salary, the growth of which doesn't keep up with inflation. We don't hear the rich complaining as their assets get inflated as well and naturally get richer. In the process, the poor get poorer and the middle class becomes the new poor. He said the impact of the Russian war on Ukraine varies from one Arab country to another. Any increase in global food prices would have a more severe effect on North African countries compared to Gulf countries, whose currencies are stable as they are pegged to the US dollar, which is at the strongest level today in about 20 years since 2002. And this has shielded them from the purchasing power erosion experienced by North African countries. Naim Akhlesa, a single 38-year-old Tunisian woman, who studies for a Master of Arts in Political Communication at the University of Manuba, suspects that the cheap salad she buys from local shops is contaminated with pesticides. Naima had to stop buying organic vegetables to make her favorite grilled salad dish every day, as the ingredients like couscous have become unbelievably expensive. She's not happy with the chemicals used to protect crops against insects, as she worries that they may cause adverse health effects. But she feels she has no other option. One kilo of organic red or yellow peppers rose from one and a half dinners to seven dinners. One kilo of tomatoes costs today around six dinners compared to just two dinners before April. 
Tunisia has been subsidizing essential food items such as bread and vegetable oil since the 70s, but the country has been facing severe food shortages in recent years, which has been exacerbated by the war in Ukraine. Prices were already high before the war. Local media broadcast long queues outside bakeries and report that some warehouses will only give out subsidized food on condition that locals buy other items as well. Naima says this is happening and it happened to her personally. So I went to one shop and he told me he would give me subsidized eggs only if I buy things for a minimum of 30 dinners. This is greed. The food items are really expensive in the unsubsidized private sector, where one liter of cooking oil sells for nine dinners instead of six. Tunisia is a wheat producer growing between 70% and 90% of its durum supplies, which is used to make pasta, the World Food Programme says. But it only produces 10% to 30% of its bread and is heavily reliant on imports for flour, much of which used to come from Ukraine. Naima has adapted herself to the new financial circumstances and created an effective budget, much like Asna in Iraq and Karim in Egypt. They all now buy vegetables by piece, no kilos. They stopped eating outside completely. For them, having a cup of coffee and a piece of cake for breakfast at a cafe is now a luxury they cannot afford. You have been listening to Beyond the Headlines. I've been your host, Ahmed Maher. If you have enjoyed this week's Beyond the Headlines, please subscribe to get all the latest episodes and we would really appreciate a review. Thanks this week to Asan Atallah, Karim Hussein, Amru Zakaria, and Naeem Khlisa. This week's episode was produced by Gali Barrows, Arthur Edison, and Aisha Khan. <laughs>